All right, guys, welcome back to the Vanasaur podcast. We usually go live here on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern and uh, here on Stranger Palooza. And Vanasaur podcast is all about exploring Class B RVs, overlanding, and van life. And joining me, uh, this is, I think, probably the last official show for 2023. Um, joining me is Jared McCausland. Did I get that right? You nailed it, man. You there got you go. it. <laughs> there you go. CEO, <laughs> I think newly minted CEO of Van Do It, but not new to Van Do It. How are you doing, Jared? Doing great today. How are you doing, Hank? Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for being here. By the way, look at that. Uh, I am wearing Van Do It colors. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> that. <laughs> no, I did it, man. I love the rep. Yeah, love if it. I, I'll yeah, if I get more. Oh, thank you. I might get in trouble, but uh, whatever. I, I'm a fan of Van Do It. I'm even wearing, look, like a yellow watch to 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 coordinate. You're just going for it. You yes. just gotta go for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks so much for being here. Um, I've I've known Van Do It for a while. Uh, I think actually you guys deserve some of the credit for inspiring me to get into van life. I met some of your folks. I think it was 2018 at SEMA show. I met some reps for Van Do It and um, just really started thinking about using a van as as my office and getting around the country and all that kind of stuff. I haven't actually gotten into a Van Do It yet, but I still follow you guys and I'm really a big fan of what you do. So um, this is really cool. This is, to me, going to be a fun show. And I think we should start off here by telling the folks who you are and how you came to be working with Van Do It. Okay. Um, so Jared McCausland, uh, uh, CEO of Van Do It. Um, gosh, what was that been? Became CEO about two years ago. But previous, I guess, to that title, um, I was co-founder with my father-in-law, uh, Brent Klein of Van Do It, uh, which is a spinoff of a th three-generational business. And uh, basically to sum up probably how we've gotten to the point of where we're at is maybe the best way to put it. Um, I uh, went to college, uh, left college, went to the corporate world for about two years and through a long history, and we can dive into that uh, later if you want, Hank. But the, the biggest thing is, is came back to Klein Van Specialty Rental, which was a daily rental operation and come back to basically a staff of one person and whenever I joined, uh, Brent and I, uh, my father-in-law, we talked about, you know, there's going to be something bigger that we do. There's going to be something that we can really sink our teeth into. But at the time, we didn't know. Uh, moved back to the Kansas City area, and that would have been in 20, that would have been in 2016. Moved back to the Kansas City area. And the first kind of endeavor we jumped into was a little bit of real estate that we'd done forever. Uh, and then with utilizing the daily van rental side, it always became that thing in the fall and going into the next spring. What do we do with vehicles that we've been leasing or renting out throughout the summer and what can we do with them? Um, and kind of basically how's the funny story goes. Uh, I wanted to build a camper van for my father-in-law to kind of get him out of my hair. Um, he'd also had full career, and basically it became a thing where I wanted um, him to be able to travel. He's an avid cyclist. I wanted my mother-in-law to be able to get out and go 
And so through kind of the fall, um, we started talking about ideas for a van build. And basically fast forward about six months later, we started building uh, a handful of vans um, with the idea and concept that this could actually turn into a business. And lo and behold, basically six years later is what you see Van Do It as today. Um, you know, the early days of it is kind of like, I think what most startups are, uh, you are a startup in the context of, you know, you're trying to work through all different types of, um, you know, pen, you know, napkin, pencil, you know, all those type things and trying to kind of just kitchen table your ideas. And that's what Brent and I did for quite a while. And over time we started acquiring basically more team members, brought the business down to Kansas City, um, which is where we are now in, in Blue Springs, Missouri. And kind of just every day, uh, starting six years ago, basically it's what do we need to do for our customer base to build a product that lasts and build a product that people are going to enjoy and always be innovative, always be on the side of cutting edge, always try to do the things that we know we need to do for our customers. Um, and that's where you see, if you followed us, uh, like you said, 2018, um, if you followed us, you you just continually see changes and evolution in what we do. Uh, but we stay with the same fundamental basis with modularity, uh, versatility, and honestly, value. Um, we are just so value driven. We want our Van Do It owners to have these things forever, um, be able to modify and make sense where it need be, um, but basically really give the value, you know, basically pinch those pennies as far as they can go. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, yeah. that's kind of the, that's, that's the nutshell. Yeah. I think, um, I think modularity is a big part of your story. Um, you know, and from my memory, when you guys started out, like, like you said, right, were they like off lease vans that were coming in and then you guys were building them? um it, into vans for folks and maybe saving people money that way make it more affordable to do this and and now you're these are like new vans that that you're putting out there right yeah i mean when we first started everything was off the basis of what we considered off lease mm -hmm. uh so they're they're units they're not necessarily personally owned units they're they're fleet owned vehicles that typically had anywhere from five thousand to twenty five thousand miles on them um, and it gave us the ability of taking that brand new unit, shave the new cost off, um, mm -hmm. cutting 10, 15, nowadays probably $20,000 off the cost of the chassis. Mm -hmm. And then be able to turn around and do an upfit to where you could still get, when we first started, you got a fully built van from us. And you were in the realm of playing ball with, you know, upper $50,000 with an upfit. Mm -hmm. um and that That's was something that was <laughs> with that, not, not that because of you changed. guys yeah <laughs> yep uh yeah and and so you know mm -hmm. for years our bread and butter has been starting with a used chassis to get mm -hmm. that price down mm -hmm. from the get-go um but with you know that thing called covid you know in 2020 um you know supply chain went away a lot of the struggles came about um, and trying to get our hands on used good chassis to still do that for customers became extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. And our hand was just forced to go basically new. And so since then, um, since about the summer of 2020, I do not believe we've built probably more than a dozen vans on used chassis. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now we do we do offer a lot of programs where we still have used inventory. Oh, that's um, cool. From prior owners, current owners, things like that. Mm-hmm. But since then, we've only built on brand new chassis. But our our hopes and dreams is to be able to bring back that budget friendly unit by starting with a used chassis. Um, also the idea is potentially building a unit that gets into a price point where you can build as you can afford, you know, kind of, kind of a few models we've been working on. Yeah. So as we're, as we're going through this conversation here, if you guys have questions, uh, shout out to everyone who's coming in. Um, I see people starting to come in now. Let me know what your questions are. Also hit those thumbs ups. We'll definitely get to that. Um, so you know, I think a, lo- a lot of different things have happened, and van life has just like grown exponentially. I think, um, from my point of view, I'm, I'm going to say it's always been around. When I when I speak mm-hmm. to folks, it's been around since like what are we what are we looking at here? Sixties, seventies, you know. If you really Shag carpet. To, yeah, if you talk to the <laughs> old school guys, um, even Lola and I, when our kids were younger, um, we had a conversion van and we we drove around the country with that. Um, but I think in the last five years, it's not just COVID. I think even before COVID, it was growing. And then COVID was just like uh, rocket fuel to it. Um, prices and everything on vans have uh, really, really grown. And I think we've got three major uh, van brands that we get here in America, right? The Mercedes Sprinter, the Ram Promaster, and then the Ford Transit. One of the unique things about you guys is I think you deal only with the Ford Transit, right? Yeah, so we are we are fully exclusive, have always been fully exclusive with the Ford Transit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we going back into the the generational business uh, with my father in law Brent. Uh, we've just always had an amazing relationship with them um, mm-hmm. from the fleet days. We've had we had Sprinters. Uh, well, back then it would have been Ram, Ram sprinters and freight liners, you know, as the name kind of passed through, but Mm -hmm. we also have Ram pro masters, uh, Nissan MVs. I mean, we've, we've ran them all, uh, the Chevy vans, um, Mm -hmm. we've ran them all. And when the new Ford transit came to America in 2015, we've, we basically shifted our entire fleet over to Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, we would still carry a few sprinters, uh, basically to have that emblem on the parking lot, but because of reliability, because of all the reasons we're exclusive with them, with the camper van, mm-hmm. uh, we would almost never send them out. I mean, we just, we've become just so loyal to Ford. Um, and they've just been so great to us. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Ford vans. And I think, uh, that's a part of the issue of what's happening now, because there's such good vans. You can go to a lot of places and get them, uh, get them serviced and all that kind of stuff that I think Ford underestimated in America, the demand here, they've been building these vans. I think something like the fifties or sixties as well, maybe uh, late fifties, early sixties, something like that all over the world, including uh, in Europe, they were really big. Um, But here in America, I think they underestimated how much people would want them, especially all wheel drive. It's fantastic. Um, You know, that leads me into asking you guys about the transit trail because that to me is really cool you guys uh van do it is the first place i actually saw a transit trail with my own eyes mm-hmm. <laughs> and i did a video on this which at um i think it was overland east in virginia 
And you guys had the transit trail there not built, which I thought was cool because mm -hmm. I can actually look at the shell and see what, you know, how it comes before you do anything with it. Mm -hmm. um, but when Ford announced that, and it's a big deal because Ford is getting into, it's, I think, the first of those companies that build vans to actually make a van specifically for the RV world. Um, you know, when it first came out, you guys, like you guys had the prototype, right? Van mm -hmm. Do It was in all the marketing stuff that Ford did. Um, if I could just get you to talk about that, like how did that happen? And, you know, what did you guys think about that when that happened? Uh, so to go, so to go timeline, I guess is probably easiest. Mm -hmm. So this time last year, uh, in kind of the second half of November and December of 2022, that is when Ford spent their time gathering and getting all the marketing content for the Ford Transit Trail to be able to release there about, uh, I think it was like the first part of January of 2023. Mm -hmm. um, go back in time, go back to, I think it was May of 2022. Uh, so last not this prior May, but the, the one prior to it, uh, with our relationship with Ford, we've always done a lot of different things with Ford marketing. Um, we share booth space at big events. Um, we put a lot of our camper vans in their bigger booths, um, like uh, SEMA is a perfect example. And working with them, we just have such a great relationship. They, When they wanted to release the Ford Transit Trail, they wanted a brand that they could work with um, in that process, I guess I should say, uh, to be able to show not what you saw at Overland East, which mm -hmm. in all essence, um, a transit trail, uh, when it comes from factory, uh, we can talk about the features, but the biggest thing is, is that it is a, basically it's a blank canvas uh, for a DIY builder, a builder like us, um, people in the RV world to be able to do all the things that we want to be able to do with it. And uh, what they wanted to do is, is they wanted a builder that they were closely with and we were their call. Uh, and so working with the marketing team for Ford, Ford engineering, starting in May of 2022, we started doing the blueprint and the plans for the first transit trail that you see in all the marketing. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's really cool about that is, is we really got to work closely with the engineering team. We got, uh, close to work with the team that, uh, did all of the prototyping for the lift for mm -hmm. basically what the trail is. Mm -hmm. And it was cool for us because we also got to help give feedback, help, you know, really, I mean, basically just be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and in that they actually ended up doing their photo shoots. So all of the, the driving you see the photo shoots, that's actually done right here, uh, outside of Kansas city. Uh, we were on set um, helping assist them in any uh, tight turn because, as you as you mentioned, and I guess I can confirm that at the time and when you saw it, that was the first and only transit trail that had been touched. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a big you know, deal. It, I'm sure some other companies out it's there. It's a big deal. Uh, that build on these vans <laughs> were like, oh, if I could get those guys. <laughs> yeah. I, when so I saw it, it, I was happy because I was like, this is cool, man. Van Do It. It's you guys. Um, I know people know about you because when I drive, mm -hmm. when I'm traveling, especially like on the West Coast, I see Van Do It a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm sure that that was. Did you guys get to? Did you get to go to that secret bunker under the mountain that I've heard about? <laughs> 
No, I didn't. <laughs> we didn't get to do that one, but we actually still have that first trail actually in our mm-hmm. facility. Oh, cool. Um, and and as you know, with the trail, it was a cargo. Um, so, uh, really van do it. So we have two things to kind of like, I guess I should say three, you have the aspect that we started with off lease. So we could Mm -hmm. drive our price way down whenever we could build our units for starting out. Secondly, we use passenger vans. So Mm -hmm. we only ever complemented what Ford did. Ford headliners, C options. We simply just complemented everything that they had already spent time doing. All the R&D, all the testing, all the crash testing. Mm-hmm. We only complemented those things. We never removed them. And so we've always used passenger vans. We've never built on a cargo until we were presented the transit trail, which is a cargo chassis. So meaning we have to start with making the shell ourselves, making the foundation of the build ourselves, cutting mm-hmm. windows in if we want windows. And we took that project on and if you go to our website there's a huge write-up about um basically how we work together but it we as a team took on the project to build our first cargo concept we'd ever done to the level of the uh functionality modularity that you see in every vanduit build Mm -hmm. um and so it really was a taxing on our team, but it was also very exciting for seeing what the next chapter could really look like. Um, Having the do model, having the live model, state-of-the-art units that still have massive functionality and and huge places in this world. We knew that we wanted to take on the challenge to work with Ford on the transit trail for the cargo aspect because we knew that was a missing piece of our portfolio Mm-hmm. And bringing that kind of build, what most would say is your standard van life build out. You know, if you mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, you say, hey, I have a Sprinter. Well, that could, Sprinter means type of vehicle, in my opinion. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. brand of chassis. Right. And so we really wanted to, in a lot of essence, spread our wings. Uh, mm-hmm. We wanted to spread our portfolio out. And we wanted to really, with Ford, um, by our side, us by Ford side, we really wanted to put focus towards what could this next chapter look like. So, I mean, we gave, we gave Ford our all. Um, and, you know, honestly, you see the product on the other side with the new uh, move package that we've released and have now shipped out successfully to some owners. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I think, uh, you know, we've got like about a minute and a half here before we mm-hmm. take a break, but... I think, yeah, that was great, man. That was a big win for you guys. Uh, very proud of, of you guys for that one. Uh, quickly, in the minute that we have, what is going to be the major details that people want to know about the transit? And we might take some of this over to the next segment. So you said it's a cargo van, but what size is, mm-hmm. things like that? The transit uh, so trail. It's bi- yeah, so the mm-hmm. transit trail is built on the T350 uh, chassis. So that's bas- that's your standard transit that you're going to see. They build it on the mid-roof and high-roof with an extended. Uh, at this time, they do not build it on a dually, uh, so you cannot do a dually rear axle. Um, all are the EcoBoost motor, uh, also with all-wheel drive. Um, but, the, I mean, the main features are the ones that you can see. So it's got the increased ride height. 
so you you get a little bit more there. Uh, it also comes with an all-terrain tire from factory. So in a lot of cases where most people are adding those tires afterwards, you're actually going to get it from them, uh, which is also going to make sure that, you know, everything's tried and true with the chassis. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but you are, you're running on and Ford did a great job of making sure that all the chassis that your standard builders uh, we're including take, ourselves i'm, I'm now. sorry jerry we're gonna take a You're quick good. break so as you guys might have already heard lola and myself are brand ambassadors for sunshine state rv and as vanasaurs i want to take this moment to encourage anyone who is in the market for a class b van to start their journey with SSRV. Sunshine State RVs specializes in selling class B vans and B plus RVs. That is the reason why they are the number one dealer in all of the state of Florida. Number three in the whole United States. SSRV will fly you right to their location in Gainesville, Florida. They'll give you a very detailed and thorough walkthrough of your van, and they'll give you a two night stay at a local campground so you can get used to your van. If you don't like that, you can actually have hands-free delivery anywhere in the United States of your RV. We bought our Coachman Beyond from Sunshine State RV two years ago. And over the past two years, we've seen how they treat customers when it comes to warranty side. Their service team is great. Whether you bought it from them or not, every person that comes in there gets the same service and care when it comes to warranty repairs. The same service, attention, and care. And their team does a great job getting you back on the road safely. So if you guys are in the market for a B or B plus van, consider Sunshine State RV. We've got a link in the description that you guys can use to see their current inventory and have someone get in touch with you. All right, we're back here. <laughs> Sorry about that, Jared. We were talking about details, and I think people uh, would be very interested in this. And for the Transit Trail, you can buy one directly from Ford, right? You don't have to necessarily get it from Van Duet or, you know, um, anywhere else. Yeah. But you you, will, you should be able to. I, I think there's a couple of, like, regular folks out there that have bought them so far. Yep, they, they are, uh, they're not exclusive to OEM builders. Um, now with Van Duet in the position at which we are in, um, being QVM certified, uh, we're an OVM upfitter for Ford and on, and just kind of what I've mentioned a couple of times now, our relationship with them, uh, we do get a chance at, uh, chassis, uh, before others do. And I guess the, another way to say that is, is we get the volume when others don't, uh, mainly because of just our loyalty to them over the years. And so a lot of times if you do have a chassis on order with a, a dealer, um, another upfitter, things like that, a lot of times because of our volume, because of our relationships uh, and everything that we do, a lot of times we are going to have something before others have it. Uh, and if we don't have it before others do, there's a more of a promise and a guarantee that we will have it uh, in time. Um, you know, unlike how you kind of seen the car business over the last couple of years, just across all brands, um, if they tell you it's going to be six months, be careful making <laughs> promises and be careful making trips around that timeline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And look out for that up, the, that upcharge. Um, I don't know if that's, yes. I don't know if there's a lot of that with vans. Um, mm -hmm. but there, there definitely is that in the, uh, in the car world. Um, so when you know let's say someone's out there looking at getting a transit trail and they're thinking hey i could build this up myself i think if you're very skilled you absolutely 
could do it yourself and that's the whole point of Ford um, getting into the space however if you don't have the time you don't have the skills I think a good way to go about this is to go to an upfitter um, sure eventually we're gonna see manufacturers uh, your bigger RV manufacturers out there putting out versions of a transit trail as well but I think that a good place to go to for that is Van Do It because you guys are modular. You know, you can you can get this van, take things out if you need to to get the space, put things back in, change it around, right? Yeah, I mean, that, so we we require all of our customers to come in house and do at least a full a single full day walkthrough of their vehicle. We do that because. Uh, well, for one, a lot is sight unseen, but then two, with the way we build with our modularity, we, we want to spend the time with you to make sure that when you leave our facility, everything is the way you want it. Um, with, with this, with the style and everything that we do with moving kitchens around, moving seating around beds, mm -hmm. most of your builders, most of your, your standard uh, class B's, uh, or any motorhome for that fact, they are screwed together wood and you're not going to move stuff there mm -hmm. they are what they are and you get trained on the power system and then you're good to go uh probably some black tanks some sewer some some mm -hmm. of that but we make everything to where it's just not set in stone so you might leave with the concept of say hey you might have two kids at home still that you need to take to school or practice or whatever the case might be Mm -hmm. But let's say you have your van and they graduate, they move on, and you're not using it for necessarily hauling people anymore. That's great because you can remove the seats, and our vans do go up to eight-passenger seating. Remove the seats, put your galley kitchen in, and now you just have a full-time RV at your hands. And so mm -hmm. unlike most brands, unlike most products, almost all products you see in the marketplace, it's we are a one-size shoe who fits all is probably one way to put it. Instead of having a whole closet of shoes, we are that one shoe for everything. And so it gives you that ability of changing the vehicle for the time of year you're in, uh, mm -hmm. time of life that you're in, uh, whatever the case might be, we can make it versatile. We have people who do landscaping with their vans and then they go camp for people. I mean, they'll take, they'll literally take wheelbarrows and a tarp and just lay just like, uh, all of the, what am I trying to say? Like bark for their mm -hmm. landscaping in the back of a van. And mm -hmm. then within a couple hours, they pull the tarp out, throw a bed back in and go camping, you know? And so that versatility, you know, is, is what really sets us in a different, I shouldn't say category, but we're kind of just all around different. We're the, we're the Swiss army knife is, yeah. is who we are. Um, I'm rolling in and, pictures, by the way, while you're talking, because your your team yeah. sent me some uh, pictures on uh, Google Drive that I'm rolling in here for people, so, just so they can get an idea uh, if you haven't seen uh, Van Do It Van before. This particular one is the trail. I've got some other stuff. That is, well. yeah, that is, yeah, what you have on the screen there, that is the very first concept build that we did for our all-new move build. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to disclaimer that build. Okay. Uh, that was from a napkin to finished product in about three weeks. Oh, wow. Um, that was, let's just say that was trying to fit a square <laughs> peg in a round hole literally every day. Um, right. <laughs> uh, it there. was a lot of late nights. Yeah, it was a lot imagine. of late nights. Yeah. 
The trail's really good looking, by the way. Just a really good looking van. I like the um, those like markers right there. Uh -huh. it, it's kind of a hybrid of their of a um, this grill, this uh, black grill that you see in Europe. But they've got right. the the marker lights on. It's just really cool, man. Yeah, um, they go um, a lot of a lot of our customers, even myself. I kind of call it the Raptor style, mm -hmm. kind of like the Raptor truck. And it's yeah. they went a little more that way to get the the bigger, the larger flares. Yeah, there's the black, the black mm -hmm. rim, the all-terrain tire. Yeah. Um, and so you get a little bit wider stance, and you know, for for base, most of us slash almost all of us, mm -hmm. the look, um, you know, is so much of the of what you're looking for is is honestly that look, and mm -hmm. the trail, the trail absolutely adds that extra level um, above what you know the standard, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the standard transit has. Yeah. What do you see, like, so far as people coming in and um, making orders, do you see them going for the um, the 148 or the 148 extended wheelbase, which is the longer one? Um, um, well, okay, go go off, go off percentage. Um, mm -hmm. You typically see the 148 non-extended. Um, okay. That's, that's typically what you see uh, mm -hmm. because... I think a lot of it is when you get that extra length, you start to worry about, people start to worry about, can I still park it in my standard parking spot at the grocery mm -hmm. store? Okay. Um, whenever you're mm -hmm. not extended, you're really the, still the size of just a normal vehicle. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but what's, what's really cool I should say is, is whenever you take that chassis, you go extended. Yeah. You're bigger than a suburban, but you're not that much bigger. Uh, my wife, uh, she, we almost always travel in the extended length dually, which is a little bit wider as longer, but she has no problems with it. And I think that's the biggest thing we notice with people is they get scared about the additional size, mm -hmm. but the payoff of the additional size, people will learn how to cope with the, with its footprint. And I think that's what I see so often with people, um, is just the constant, you know, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm worried about, mm -hmm. can I park it here? Can I park it there? Yeah. You know, getting it out of the school lines, whatever the case might be. Uh, and then once they do it a few times, they're like, oh, well, this is no big deal. It's like going mm -hmm. from a car to a suburban. Yeah, it's a difference, but it's a manageable difference. And the, the thing that we see with what our vans do versus your typical RV pull behinds things like that is we replace them alone a car payment. So instead of having a truck and a car in your driveway and then you have an RV, mm -hmm. we replace your car or your truck and we actually see it very often that um people uh, couples will come in, families will come in, um and a lot of times it might be the husband who's getting rid of their, his truck or his car um because maybe the wife is not so, you know, uh confident i guess i should say in the size of driving it for their day-to-days mm -hmm. and nine times out of ten we see that script flipped mm -hmm. uh we see with the eight passenger seating the ability of standing inside a vehicle and put a kid in a car seat that's why my wife won't travel in anything but our vans because we can hop it <laughs> yeah you can stand up uh and so i mean it really yeah, is a I suburban know. standing uh, yeah. It's a better version of a minivan. And so it's, mm -hmm. we just see people constantly realizing how affordable these are when they see 
the versatility and modularity actually benefiting them. Yeah. And I think, so I think the same thing happened with Lola and myself. We traded in, we had a Ram Rebel. Both of us drove it uh, to get this van. Lola, when I give her a chance to drive this van, she loves it. It's actually easier to drive than that Ram Rebel. It's probably maybe a little bit bigger than that, but, you know, it's very easy to drive. I think the issue comes in, maybe if you're looking, and ours is dually, but if you're looking at going mm -hmm. off-road, the non-dually is probably a better fit for you if you're going to go off-road uh, easier, you know, better for that to be lifted and non-dually just for, like, articulation and stuff. I don't know how much of that you're going to get in a van, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it's... It's six of one, half a dozen of another. Right. Uh, people do perfectly fine in a non-dually. Mm -hmm. I personally, th these things are tall. So the biggest thing like with my sales team and, and when we talk to our clients is, is we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, soften the blow for you. We're not going to sugarcoat it. Mm -hmm. These things are tall. They're big. Um, mm -hmm. They can catch wind and side wind, mm -hmm. especially when you go extended. Having that additional dually uh, back there, having that extra footprint on the Helps. ground. Yeah, uh, it, it dramatically helps. And mm -hmm. so um, it, it, everything is a give and take. Um, mm -hmm. I well, transit does not produce a passenger van. That's not an extended dually. Okay. So to, to be clear, they make a mid roof, low roof, high roof, standard length. So the 148 mm -hmm. and then their extended only comes in high roof and dually for passenger units um okay. and i think um truthfully i think a lot of that's it's not payload um that's not really what changes it it's i think it's stability i think it's just knowing if you have a blowout you got another tire there to save you mm -hmm. and i think on with um your traditional manufacturers that are out there uh building class b vans um especially for weight they're building mostly on dualies and it's probably a good idea. In my, in my opinion, it's definitely easier to drive and all that kind of stuff. Yes, if you're going fast enough and you have enough wind, it's going to move you around. I think the tech inside of a Ford helps a lot, but you probably need to slow down and uh, <laughs> and take it easy. Yeah. But yes, dually helps. Like I've driven single wheel lifted and everything um, on the highways, and it's a little loosey-goosey, a little squirrely. A little bit more squirrely yeah. at times. Um, I pre yeah. Do you think that Ford's actually going to do a version of the Transit Trail and put dualies on it? I don't know. Um, okay. I I hope they do because uh, mm -hmm. my favorite chassis is the extended dually. Mm -hmm. uh, for all the honestly, all the reasons we talked about, stability being the biggest one. Mm -hmm. um, I I hope they do. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it does make sense for them. I think the biggest thing just with supply chain, chassis, everything else, it's mm -hmm. which ones do we really need to make sure we build first? Yeah. And then we'll probably venture into kind of spanning it out, yeah. you know. So um, I, I, I foresee it happening. Mm -hmm. uh, when and what volume, who, who knows? Yeah, I think Ford's had a, a, some serious issues actually like building enough vans mm -hmm. um, in, in 2023 for sure. Uh, obviously, everyone had that in uh, in the in during COVID, but in 2023, mm -hmm. some months I see when I look at the reports out there, like Ford's building more, and then mm -hmm. I talk to people and they're like, "Well, we're not getting more," <laughs> and then I see yeah. the reports like, "Yeah, there's less getting built." Uh, I don't know mm -hmm. exactly what the issue is, but there's very high demand, 
And I think there's just still some supply issues out there with all the different things going on in the world. Yeah. So supply issues. I mean, definitely it's, um, it definitely, you know, my background and just kind of being around long enough, Mm -hmm. what I, what, what we see is, is that, you know, something like COVID hits, there's going to be ripple effects. You know, Mm -hmm. you throw Mm -hmm. something, throw something out there in the, uh, in the ocean or a pond and and you're going to get ripples. It's how Mm -hmm. big a ripple do you make on what, what do you throw in the water? Mm-hmm. And COVID through was, was massive and it threw serious ripples. And, yeah. you know, I, uh, talking with my father-in-law, Brent, uh, who's been an amazing mentor, uh, for me, you know, we talk about it constantly, but back in 2021, we kind of figured we're going to have three to four years of ripple effects from all of this. Mm-hmm. And the auto industry could have it longer. Um, yeah. because if you, if you look at just the sheer, sheer volume Mm-hmm. that the auto industry is used to producing every year and the world has been dependent upon that volume, you're not going to uncover and you're not going to get back on top in a year. Um, yeah. You're not going to get, you're not going to, you know, recorrect that in two years. Um, and there's just been so many chain reaction components happen. Uh, microprocessors, uh, chips, I guess is what people call them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you a know, simple and, and, way to, to put it, but it's a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, Mm -hmm. so it's we still feel it, but because of our structure, because of our foundation, because of our backing as in a company, um, who we are, uh, you know, we are we are very fundamentally strong, and we've never uh, we've never had to slow down. Um, Mm -hmm. We definitely grew year over year. Uh, We had to halt growth um, at times, just because we didn't want to run ourselves into a position. But we've never had to slow down, and that's been such a great feeling, knowing that we have supplies to continue to build. Um, but it's it's. Let me just say, it's. Uh, there's been times where we've gotten ourselves down to, what are we going to do in three or four weeks? Um, mm-hmm. But those days are past us, and it's it's really feeling great going into 2024. Okay. And uh, let me see. There's so many things I want to get into here. I want to get into the move. I've got some pictures of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Quickly, though, I want to ask you, does Van Duet build uh, a dually, right? So an extended wheelbase dually and then lift it? Have you guys done that? We have. Yep. Okay. Um, How has that worked we out? We have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually worked out really well. Okay. Uh, we've worked with uh, Quigley uh, okay. 4x4 on their Q-Lift platform. Uh, spent a lot of time testing. So for about three years, we've been doing lifts uh, through a third-party vendor uh, okay. here locally to us. Uh, we do mm-hmm. full suspension. Um, and just in time, we've just continually perfected and tweaked. Mm-hmm. So what you get in the trail um, is also something that we have perfected in a different facet. Uh, and it's it's been amazing for our owners. Uh, drivability, stability, uh, we're doing suspension on the front and rear to where it really our owner's satisfaction and and drive comfort let's call it is just through the roof um it's it's been awesome and as you know most of us care about uh you know the looks the looks of these lifted units are just amazing yeah i um yeah i would love to take a look at that that's one thing i have not driven that i would love to drive and see how that is but people ask me about it all the time so tell us about the move i'm going to run in some pictures we've got about two and a half minutes so some of this will carry over but so the move and the trail are connected right they are yes yep uh we built the first move model concept 
because of our partnership with Ford and working with them on the first uh, trail concept, we we had to venture into the cargo. And at the time, it was the cargo concept on the all-new transit trail. And when we really saw what we had built uh, and accomplished, we realized it's got to be a new part of our portfolio. And it became what we call now the move model. And the move model is built on cargo chassis, uh, which also we can do on an extended length cargo dually. Okay. It just is in a trail. Um, okay. And so like the photos you see there, so that is actually a lifted uh, cargo that mm -hmm. is not a trail in that photo. Oh, this is not. That is, okay. That is not. That is a okay. Ford Transit T350 high roof cargo. Okay. Built out with our third party vendors here locally to us to get mm -hmm. you that increased ride height to be able to get you that ground clearance. And that has full, um, what we classify as a stage three suspension. So okay. it's got Bilstein under the front, Fox under the rear. Mm -hmm. uh, but that is that is a move model, Okay. but that is not a transit trail chassis. That is strictly just a transit cargo chassis. Okay, all right. So that just for folks who are watching this, um, we're, we're making that definition. Have you guys put out any uh, transit trail versions yet? Uh, we delivered? have we have two currently in production being built okay. to the the like the photos the interior of those vans that you see mm -hmm. uh, they're currently being built they're on our production line now uh, we have shipped the move model that's in those photos okay. just not on the trail itself so I think we've got uh, I think we've got six or seven trails currently uh, going through production. Uh, it, well, processes of production, I should say. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. Lola and I are now official brand ambassadors for Coachman Class B. So I wanted to take a moment to tell you guys why we, as Vanasaurs, like it says on our t-shirt, are very excited about our partnership with Coachman Class B. First off, Coachman RVs has been a leader to the great outdoors since 1964. So next is the fact that Coachman really cares about you as an owner, whether you bought new or used, after you buy your van, they really take care of you. With Coachman Clasby, you have all the options. Coachman builds on all three van platforms. On the Mercedes Sprinter, it's the Coachman Galleria. The Ford Transit, it's the Coachman Beyond. And Ram Promaster, it's the Coachman Nova. Lastly, best value for money. We've had our van for two years, and Coachman builds to the highest standards of quality and craftsmanship. You can't go wrong with a Coachman Class B. So if you're interested, check out the link in our description and find the Coachman van that's best for you. All right, we are back. Um, so, okay, we were talking about the move, mm -hmm. and you're saying you've got uh, several vans out there, various uh, stages of mm -hmm. production. Uh, Vanessa Kitty, just to get a comment in here for folks, if you guys have questions or comments, uh, let me know. Just put them there in the chat and hit those thumbs up. She says, I'm going to purchase a van to travel and camp. Um, it's fun. For anyone who's thinking about it, regardless of what you get out there, it's a fun thing. I don't regret doing it. I feel like I'm going to have a van for the rest of my life, even if I don't have another vehicle. <laughs> if Lola cuts me down to one vehicle, 
<laughs> Please don't, don't do that anytime soon, Lola. But if she cuts me down to one, it's going to be a van, hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just too useful. It's just the versatility, man. The two, way, yeah. There you go. Way too useful. Mm-hmm. It's all things in one. Yeah. Um, it's just all things. Yeah, so I'm going to continue looking at the move, and I want to talk about this. Um, obviously, there's choices um, that – because I know – what is it? You you have, like, before we got to the transit trail, uh, in a regular Van Do It build, what is it? You have, like um, – what is it? Do It? I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm messing it up. Uh, we have the Do model and the Live do model. model. Do uh, model and, yeah, and Live the, model. Mm-hmm. Yep, and so – uh, So in a Live model – uh, you get that kind of standardized queen bed that mm-hmm. does not have to be folded up out of the way. You can always have your bed ready to go. Uh, okay. Still gives you the eight passenger seating, gives you still okay. the modularity of kitchen, kitchen components, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Gear slide that pulls out the back to put gear storage in your garage underneath your bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest key component is a hydraulic bed lift that okay. gives you the ability of setting your bed at different heights. But when you step in it, it's still that that bed that doesn't go anywhere. Okay. Um, it's it's right there fixed so you can easily crawl in after a long race. Whatever the case might be, it's always there. And then you step into uh, what we called way in the early days, we called it our rep van. Uh, mm-hmm. So repping product, people who traveled basically live full time. Mm-hmm. It was a vehicle that gave you the versatility of having basically an A-frame uh, grid of extrusion to attach things everywhere throughout the vehicle to really increase that versatility and modularity front to back from the back doors to the back of your driver's seat so like Um, bicycle racers dirt dirt bike folks all all that kind of anyone and everyone who needed to haul do whatever you could clear it out to where the whole Mm -hmm. floor was just cargo space if you wanted Mm -hmm. but your beds were murphy style so they would fold off the off the wall um and actually i don't know yeah, hold so on. Let, what me, let me go full screen on you here. Okay. Hold on a second. I'm going to have to change the camera. Okay. Do that real quick. There we go. Boom. Because Jared is so, in the van, which is awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So this is a this is a do model. Uh, so this is an EL. But okay. basically, I'm trying to kind of look here. But uh, so that structure across there, the bed above, that is a mm-hmm. platform that can go completely out of the way. Okay. And so, um, so like you got hanging cabinets that can move. And so I'm basically just sitting up here, uh, in the mm. swivel seat in the front. Yeah. Yeah. But what it is, is, is it, uh, <laughs> styling it, and it, profiling. It, there you go, man. Yeah. Uh, I even got my hair cut for you, by the way. <laughs> nice I, I stopped, I had to grab lunch. My wife and kids are gone. I have yeah. no home. I have no food at home. Uh, oh, and so man. <laughs> I'm like a college kid when I'm alone. So I actually is that your wife I saw my... in the chat? I think I saw your wife in there earlier. Uh she probably is. Yeah. Who knows? Libby. Uh, yep, that's her. Yes, so, there you go. Uh, <laughs> She's uh, checking but, you out, uh, man. You know, when you get that new haircut, the wife you always, the yes. wife always likes you for about a couple of days until that fades <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm actually growing hair again. So I went mm-hmm. from a big fro. If you ever come to her. I got a big old picture of me with a fro <laughs> on the floor. Okay, There's a nice. whole other story to that. But uh, uh-huh. now I'm actually not shaving my head completely. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I might go back to the fro. <laughs> um, but, the, but the model that I'm in is the do mm-hmm. model. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gives you that really Swiss Army knife approach of literally, you know. So live model is live anywhere. Okay. The do model is do anything. So live so if- anywhere. 
do anything. Do anything. So for the folks who, um, like myself, right, where you want to be on the road, but you're also working, you need like an office or something, they would go with the do. I'm assuming. Right? Uh, most most people who want that versatility of workspace go with okay. a do model. Um, it is a very big structure and a focus of ours on our all new move model because mm -hmm. the move model really gives you that next um shouldn't say tier uh that's mm -hmm. wrong uh mm -hmm. because the the do and the live are bulletproof vehicles that have shown true with mm -hmm. with tons of miles on them um and longevity but the move model offers additional storage features I guess maybe that's the best way is, is, is the features that it offers with an, with an upgraded power system and a few other things. It gives you those abilities of kind of maximizing you working on the road. Okay. Um, that's, I think that's a lot of what pushed mm -hmm. that design was uh, what we launched at the beginning of 2023, which is our commercial department. Mm -hmm. uh, and really, again, expanding our portfolio in uh, giving those people who maybe are a little less on the passenger hauling because mm -hmm. uh, the move is built on a cargo. Okay. And so you do not have the rear passenger option. That's where our do and live really help assist you. Okay, um, I get it. Now, I see now. I, okay. So the seat yep. situation is also, cause I know um, you guys uh, retain the airbags and all that kind of stuff. So this is what That's makes correct. a little bit of a difference here, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We yeah, retain everything. Mm -hmm. Yep. We, when it comes to the do and live models, mm -hmm. we start with a passenger unit and we only complement what Ford's done. So all your Ford safety, all your passenger safety with curtain airbags, all of that stays intact. Okay. And so all, all, everything with what we do with the mm -hmm. do and the live stays within all guidelines. Um, and we're still, and we're fully backed by Ford, uh, through the QVM program. And so mm -hmm. we have the ability of going to go into eight passenger seating. In the do and the live models, the move is currently a cargo version. We mm -hmm. are working on, and we have now produced a couple. We, it's a funny name, and my whole okay. team who's watching or listening are going to make fun oh, of me boy. or get mad. <laughs> uh, but we call the passenger version of the move uh -huh. the move air the move airbag. And literally it's because we are keeping okay. <laughs> the airbags in the back of the van. Hank, they'll also make fun of me too, because I've probably said literally about uh -huh. 40 times in this. Okay. And I know when I step out of this van, they're going to meet me at the door and say, you got to stop saying literally so much. Uh, right. But Hey, Hey, it's, that's part of working at van. Do it. Yeah. Uh, it happens, don't leave because your face will get plastered on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking at I was looking at I think your Instagram or something. Uh, uh -huh. I followed you on your Instagram, by the way. I don't know if you want a bunch of followers over there, but anyway, I followed it, and you I'm said you, you said your number one job is to annoy <laughs> the people you work with, your team. That's me. I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah that would it, be me too. That would be me too. My team is yeah, Lola, it, but you know, I mean, I know her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, hey, it, it uh, you got to keep it lighthearted. You got to keep it fun. Business is serious. Things are serious. We want to make sure we do right by our customers. But hey, at the mm -hmm. end of the day, um, got to keep a heart of a child. 
And mm. man, I, I try to live that to my fullest. Yeah. And um, everyone and I've you... ever met on your team is awesome, by the way. I always enjoy like meeting your folks out there. There's a lot of them. I, I always notice it's someone different, uh, depending on where <laughs> we are and all that, but they've always been really, really, really cool. So yeah, good. You need to come back out. We need to get yeah. you in a van. Absolutely. I would love to, I would love to actually, uh, cause I do a series, um, called like van swap where we borrow other companies vans and things like that mm -hmm. or even other people if they if they volunteer them for us to actually go out okay. there and live with that van for some period of time and then report back to folks like what is it actually like to uh, live in this van and go somewhere and drive it around and all that so okay um, let's get back to, let's get back to the um uh, you know to the move i can run in pictures or we could just talk about the, the vans in general. What's the advantages or disadvantages of this? So, for example, you guys having that extrude, extruded aluminum uh, frame mm -hmm. inside, is that making the van stiffer? Is it lighter, heavier? Like, what's the, you know, how does all that stuff uh, work for people who, you know, who haven't seen this before? Uh, so, so... Okay, so to hit on the, the key point of mm -hmm. weight and structure. Mm -hmm. So we, we do not use any wood. Uh, mm -hmm. We do not use uh, any of your typical... We do not use any of your typical building products. We do utilize in the context of marine grade. You know, mm -hmm. we use your plastics, your polys. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of now what we're using are a lot of um, composite panels. So different type things that say like uh, one of our components that we use is it's called ACM. So it's an aluminum composite material. So it's basically mm -hmm. two faces of aluminum with a composite in between. Okay. Well, I'm saying all that to say we use materials that are much thinner mm -hmm. uh, and stronger, but they also are much heavier. Okay. Uh, having said that, as we calculate our builds and we use like the, the aluminum foundation, uh, we use aluminum extrusion. Yes, it's heavy. There's, there's no, I'm not going to argue with you any, uh, that the materials we use are heavy, but because of how purposeful we are and how and where we use them, and then always being very microscopic and cutting, uh, weight and things like that, where we don't need it. If you took our build and compared it to your standard, um, you know, like your standard MDF type board cabinets and things like that. Mm -hmm. I am going to say that anything that we've ever compared ourselves to actually physically on a scale, we have always come in underweight mm -hmm. uh, because we only put the materials where they need to be. And we only use the thicknesses that we need. So instead of it being a half inch, three quarter inch plywood, I mean, we're using a plastic panel that's an eighth inch, eighth inch thick. And mm -hmm. so that is where... Yes, our outfit um, is very industrial grade, strong materials, which in most cases does correlate to heavier. Not always. Uh, we use some aluminum honeycombs and we use plastic honeycomb to get that thickness, but it mm -hmm. drops the weight out. Yeah. But in most contexts, what we use, it's heavy, it's strong, it's durable, mm -hmm. but in the total build out, um, we come in typically far lighter than most. 
Yeah, I think I understand that. It's logical to me. You know, obviously, it's going to be, a, a, it's a more dense material. It's a metal, right? Versus, mm -hmm. let's say, a wood. But because of the strength, you don't need as much of it to get that strength or stiffness or whatever you need in the van as you would need if you're using wood, right? In a lot of places, mm -hmm. you're going to need to use more wood and, and, you know, and just add more to it. So I think that makes sense to me. Um, obviously building, if building something you're going to live in is going to add weight. I think there's probably also a benefit, um, from durability, you know, or its ability to last over time, right? Because aluminum is not going to hold mold, for example. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You, you know, especially with like our, just our history with the live and do models, utilizing mm -hmm. the headliners that Ford has, it's all plastic panels. The headliners mm -hmm. are a foam. Uh, foam with basically a fiberglass backing. So mm -hmm. our concerns of moisture and mildew and mold are very minimal, mm -hmm. extremely minimal, in fact, uh, because almost all of our surfaces are cleanable. Uh, and, you know, not to be gross or disgusting about it, but, mm -hmm. you know, whenever you first get a mattress, your mattress only weighs, you know, so much. But as you sleep right. on that mattress, you sweat, <laughs> your skin cell, all that, a, a used mattress gets heavier in time. Oh, so yeah. does wood. Uh, yeah. Wood, composites, all They absorb. Finishes, they absorb things. They absorb. You, you yep. got it. Humidity, so, all kinds of stuff. Yep. And the creatures start to live in there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. You got to so burn those things. <laughs> yeah. So musty. <laughs> You know, they get yeah. musty, they, they swell. Um, we don't have those issues with our vans. And so, you know, something what we've done in the new move model uh, that will kind of fall into our other models in time is an indoor shower. Uh, mm -hmm. We've always struggled. I've always struggled with water inside a vehicle because of what it does moisture wise, not mm -hmm. concerned with mold and things like that because of what we do, but it's when you start putting pounds of moisture in the air, you got to be careful and cautious of what you're doing um, mm -hmm. because then you have to worry about how much longer it's going to take to cool it down. It's going to take, you know, uh, if it's cold outside, what's that mm -hmm. moisture do? And so mm -hmm. we've always stayed realistic, I guess, uh, in, in most cases to where you're not going to put your home in a van and be successful over mul new numerous seasons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're based in Missouri. We truly get all four seasons here. It can get below zero for a few weeks out of the year, and it gets above 110 a few weeks out of the year. Right. We have extremely humid times. We have very dry times. And mm -hmm. so testing our units right here, we get all four seasons. And that's, you know, we build adventure vans. We build camper vans. We want people to take them to all climates. And building a vehicle to go to all climates requires focusing on what things like mold, and things like that do and i think we've done a great job of it yeah so you mentioned a shower and i think one of the questions i get a lot when i when i do videos with you guys is the bathroom so cassette obviously there's a cassette toilet if you've been looking at the pictures there's a cassette toilet in there um you know some people need a bathroom i probably fall into that category because i've had uh crohn's disease for more than half of my life bathrooms really important like an actual black tank etc is that something you guys plan on doing in the future is it something you do now you know what's your perspective on that well hank to be very fair with you and tell you straight we never say no to anything mm -hmm. but 
dealing with waste and tanks under vehicles is one reason like our owners love us because we keep the winterization and we keep the headaches away. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's never a no. Um, it is always looking for that next best toilet option that maybe keeps us away from ever having to do a black tank. Mm -hmm. Uh, currently we do not do a black tank, uh, and we do not foresee in the future of doing a black take because of all of the good options out there uh, for cassette and other style. So we use dry flush toilets. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's so many good clean options. Um, but like I said, there's never a no, but with technology and the ability of, of advancement, mm -hmm. our hopes would be that there's advancements in ways where we can give you that full-time bathroom without mm -hmm. the hassle of that winterization. Cause that's the biggest thing we try to okay. really keep, if you go to our website, one of the key things you'll see is, is trying to keep the hassle away mm -hmm. from the owner. That's, yeah. that's such a big, I, goal I think it's fair. I think it's fair. And I think, you know, I, I have a black tank and I've figured out how to deal with it. I could deal with it pretty quickly and efficiently, but I have noticed when I go to certain parts of the country, it's really not that easy to even find a place to dump a black tank, especially let's mm -hmm. say like California, etc. Um, and then I know there's disadvantages to it. And I think I would agree with you that there's better and better technology um, out there. Once you put that black tank in though, you're going to lose a lot of modularity, right? Cause you've got a yep. set thing in a set position. Um, so I understand it. Uh, you know, I think that's, uh, that's a, a fair answer to that. And the technology is getting better and better all the time. Uh, when I go to different shows, I see some really cool things out there. So they're, they're just expensive, but <laughs> so is a black tank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it, it's, uh, as you know, give and mm -hmm. take, man. It's all about yeah. the give and take and what, you know, mm -hmm. what matters most to you and maybe giving up a little modularity mm -hmm. is going to make sense for you. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what we try to guide our customers to best. We mm -hmm. try to do our best job of not selling. We counsel. Mm -hmm. We try to do our best job to find out what it is they need and try to match best to that need. Okay. Um, we have, uh, we built, uh, handicap accessible vehicles. We've mm -hmm. built, um, vehicles. That was going to be my next question to you, uh, whether or not okay. you can do handicapped. Cause I know someone, mm -hmm. uh, I'm thinking about a particular person who likes Van Do It and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's handicapped. So yep. he needs yep, to we have. be able to get a wheelchair in there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. We have, we've, we've been fully successful with it. Mm -hmm. Definite learning curve. Uh, okay. the, you know, the individual that we've worked with on it, um, mm -hmm. his name's Jeremy McGee. He's been amazing to work with. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it's, you know, just being very open about it. It's, you just, you just never, you know, we all walk in our own ways of life. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the biggest thing I love about my job is just doing anything I can to help assist someone else in their walk of life. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and it could, you know, for Jeremy, it's how do we make everything accessible for him from wheelchair and a lot of struggles. Um, but it's, it's honestly been exciting. I'm not going to say necessarily fun. It's, it's been exciting to find ways to make him successful to where he can, um, with, you know, with changes in his life, he can still do the things he's always loved to do. Absolutely. Um, okay. So we're in the, the final part here. We're going to, start wrapping this up relatively uh soon here i've got a question from joy b 
Uh, it says, I'm just joining this chat, and I'm not sure what the name of this company is. It's Van Do It. Uh, but are these vans cheaper than basic vans, and do they finance the vans, or do you have to already have a van? So I understand she just came in. We touched on this um, a little bit, uh, you know, in the earlier part of this video. But go ahead, uh, Jared, and uh, cover that again if you don't mind. So um, appreciate the question. Uh, so we have, when it comes to pricing, I'm not sure what you mean by basic van, uh, but we have we have options from pre-owned units through used units all the way up to brand new state of the art. We range anywhere from about $55,000 in uh, a build that you can get your hands on all the way up to, we now uh, push a little bit above 240,000 on the high end. Uh, we probably actually can push a little bit past that. Mm -hmm. But uh, when it comes to financing finance options, we actually have a dealer uh, selling dealer that's actually tied to us. Uh, to where we actually work hand in hand with them to work options with you. And so anything that you have, uh, we can take trade-ins. So anything you would typically see at a standard car dealership or RV dealership, we take trades. Uh, we do anything up to 15-year financing. Uh, we do have other options that potentially can work for you as well. Uh, and when I mentioned trades, we take vehicles, other vehicles. We take a lot of RVs, bigger RVs who want to downsize. Uh, yeah. We've actually it, bought quite a few half-built DIY builds from people. Oh, really? Because <laughs> uh, they, get, they get too far in, and it's our job to help yeah. take them out of the headache. Yeah, uh, but tough. even recently, uh, we took land in on trade. Uh, we took a rental property. Oh, boy. This is from the past. This is not mm -hmm. a Van Do It thing, but we uh -huh. actually have traded for a horse. So we have been <laughs> horse traders before. Uh, so nice, if nice. it's the way we look at it is we want to mm -hmm. present the most value we can to you. Mm -hmm. So don't be scared to offer something to us in value to make that happen. Oh, cool. That's probably yeah. the easiest way to say is like, look, if you got something that you think's valuable, I mean, we collect bikes. I mean, I don't okay. know how many bikes we have in one of our mm -hmm. barns. Um, we got a lot of bikes really. And so, uh, so <laughs> okay. being a family owned business, mm -hmm. we just make sense of it. And basically, like I mentioned earlier, Hank, there, it's never no. Um, it's just, let us take a look. Yeah. Uh, don't tell and... me stuff like this, man. I'll come up with all kinds of things. You know, I can find a I'm... cow. I live in cow country. Hey, dude, bring it. A couple cows. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I, I probably sold uh, food to those cows when I worked in Georgia. So. Oh, okay. All right. Very nice. I think that was a good question from Joy B, because I think you covered some things that we didn't get to that it, it was good to get to. But what I want to do here before we get out, I really do want to have a conversation with you about the future since we're, you know, at the end of 2023 here. Um, not just the near future, you know, 2024, but what, what do you see for the future of van life? Life, uh, class B vans, uh, this thing that we do? Growth. I mean, I think if I had to use a word, it'd be growth. Mm -hmm. um, we, we mentioned technology. We mentioned mm -hmm. everything that's coming with it. We COVID did an amazing thing, which was it, it made people realize we have an amazing playground uh, with you know, the U S the world, uh, but really for, for, um, national parks, it, it's been a, such an eye opener that you can still get out. 
get away from your computer screen, get away from your phones and actually still enjoy the countryside. But Mm -hmm. class B's look, we all, we run in a crazy world. We run with, um, you know, working probably way too many hours, uh, up, up way too early, up way too late. And the class B, um, economy, I guess you could probably call it, gives that functionality, gives that, gives that ability to you, Hank, to be able to do this show on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, class A's, other, other, uh, type builds do it, toe behinds do it. Mm-hmm. But they don't do it in the way, uh, like I'll speak for Van Do It. Don't do it in a way that's versatile for you. Um, class B's give you that flexibility to not have to take that extra loan out to be able to mm-hmm. replace a vehicle and go mobile with about anything. Mm-hmm. And for for Van Do It, it's just looking forward. It's all about continually finding ways. If it's advancements in technology, if it's creativeness, ingenuity, whatever the case might be, it's being able to continually fit more square pegs and round holes Mm -hmm. and trying to find ways to be able to get you, your family and other people, you know, to, to gravitate in this direction and actually see that I, you know, if I'm a person, I can travel and I can do my job on the road yeah and enjoy and you know and it's plus 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 it's yeah. a very short story but we have traveling nurses who own our vans um and it's amazing because they buy a van do it they are a traveling nurse so they find the next spot that makes sense for them and they pick their next spot because when they go from one job to the next they give themselves about two to three weeks of travel between the two areas and they make sure that between the two areas, they have amazing travels along the way. Yeah. And, you know, now they get per diem. So they just park in the hospital parking lot. Um, and people are starting to become so clever. Mm-hmm. They're starting to be so clever with how you can live in this crazy world with everything going on, mm-hmm. but still get outside, still be able to enjoy, honestly, the fresh air, you know, enjoy mm-hmm. all the things that, we say, you know, our granddads, you know, did with us, you know, we mm-hmm. did with our, with our, what I would call my kids, lovey poppy, uh, yeah. you know, be able to mm-hmm. get out with them, but you can actually still do that in a class B because it offers versatility with Van Do It. It's a, it's a Swiss army knife. You can take mm-hmm. it anywhere. You can do anything. And it's, I see the future only growing in the class B's because mm-hmm. they are more affordable than your million dollar, you know, big class A's. Right. Um, but they also have enough room and space and honestly functionality to them to where you can do all those things I just mentioned. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you do it and you do it with a level of success. I think it's probably another way to say it. Yeah. I think uh, class B or van life is here to stay. I don't think that, you know, it's, I think it's going to grow and change. And I think the vans are going to adapt as we go forward. They may become hybrids, you know, they may become electric, whatever. That technology has to work itself out, right? Um, mm-hmm. Between the government and then what's practical and what people can afford. Um, that all has to work itself out. But I think they're here to stay. Like you said, it's just, uh, it's just too convenient for way too many people and the technology mm-hmm. that exists and all that. I'm doing this right now off of phones. 
I don't. I live out there in the country. Go. I live out in the country. People literally. <laughs> this is like uh, when you drive around where I live. Uh, I'm. I live in Florida. When you drive around in the country, nor, uh, the northern, north central part of Florida. When you drive around here, folks have on their trucks. Um, you know, uh, it's beef. It's what's for dinner. So that's mm -hmm. what you see around here. And uh, the internet's pretty terrible unless I do it off of phones. But here I am doing it. So. Um, yeah, I think that's here to stay. Let me just get one quick thing in for Joy B. She wanted to know, and I'm, I'm assuming that it's she, she wanted to know, uh, like whether or not you could bring the van. I think if we go back to the beginning of this, we definitely covered that and, 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 uh, we'll have answers for you there. Um, and I think the folks from Van Do It are in there as well. I would definitely recommend you guys reach out to Van Do It. Do you want to let folks know if they have more questions, they want to get those answered, how they can do it? Uh, yeah, the probably the best way is uh, you might actually probably get a comment, so I don't botch it. But uh, probably a, a good way would be to email uh, sales at vandoit.com. Mm -hmm. um, also, you can go online. You can fill out a contact form. Uh, and, you know, go through basically our standard lead process, that's going to get you in the hands of a salesperson, a guru. Uh, and so, uh, and they'll help answer any questions. Uh, if you leave a message, anything like that on Instagram, any of our social media platforms will absolutely answer you there and get you in the right hands. Yeah. And check these guys out at a show. I see them almost at every, I think, overlanding show. And there's a bunch of other shows that Van Duet goes to. So I would definitely say check them out there. Before we get out of here, I want to, you know, if I didn't wish you a Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy holidays. Uh, Happy New Year to all the folks out there. I think I'm going to do one more show here, but it's not going to be a podcast because I need to do the top five coolest things that we saw in 2023. And I think the fastest way for me to get that done is just go live and do it. So you guys can look forward to that. Um, I also want to thank Jared of Van Do It and all the other folks at the team that helped put this together and make it happen. Uh, you know, for I want to thank you guys for doing that. And I will give you the last words, Jared. Yeah, well, uh, Hank, I mean, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's been awesome talking with you. And, you know, the, I would just say, you know, happy holidays to everybody. And as we kind of closed out, I mean, camper vans are a thing to here to stay. I uh, hope you check us out. Uh, we, you know, we, our whole goal as Van Do It is take care of you. Take care of the customer. Take care of you. Find ways to fit your budget. Find ways to fit, you know, what you're needing. Um, you know, please let us help you find a way to make your dreams come true. You know, you give us a chance, give us the opportunity, and you never know what's going to happen. And so, you know, check us out, uh, follow us, like us, whatever, whatever, <laughs> you know, you say. But mm -hmm. uh, definitely appreciate Hank, appreciate the time, man. Um, and, you know, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. You're welcome. Stay right there, Jared. We're going to end it. We'll see you guys on the next one. We're out. Peace. All right.